Yes, welcome everyone. Wow, 40 people, so that's great. Uh, I know a lot of you. So mainly uh, there's people from Copenhagen, but I can see also people from other countries joining. It's great that we have the opportunity here from Copenhagen to connect with other people. It's a bit overwhelming. <laughs> I prefer to sit with people in a room uh, than you know, looking at little icons. But I guess it's better than nothing. And with some of you, I have sat in silence for many years. Some of you more than 10 years. So kind of our body knows how it feels. And we have people from uh, Copenhagen, but also from Sweden, Austria. England, just one, <laughs> Edinburgh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hi, it's <laughs> good. Wow, some of you have a professional background, it's great the time of uh, video meetings. Yeah, as I said last time in our first meeting, uh, if you look at the screen and you see all the people, you might recognize some of them. Uh, but um, even if you don't, uh, it's just people, it's human beings with feelings, just like you. And we all struggle. As always, it's just maybe a bit more obvious right now. Nothing has really changed. So we will still die soon and the time of our death is uncertain. And there's nothing we can really take refuge into, except our own heart, except uh, essence love. And that's always the case. So in that way, nothing really changed. It's maybe a bit more obvious, which for a practitioner is a good thing. And today I would like to um, repeat um, an introduction into the RAIN model. It came up uh, last time uh, a little um, about uh, you know, how to relate to difficult feelings. So the RAIN model is a good way to summarize uh, important aspects of mindfulness practice. 
And uh, it has been developed by some teachers of the Insight Meditation Society in the United States, Tara Brach and Jack Cornfield and, and other people. And it is, uh, so each of the letter of the word rain uh, points to different gestures in our practice. The first is the recognizing, the second is the accepting, the third is investigating, so that is a vipassana practice. And the third is non-investigation, uh, non-identification, non-identification. So that's the wisdom part, it's the realization of emptiness. Or sometimes Tara Brach uh, uses the end for nurturing. So if the non-identification is out of reach right now because we are so identified with the content of our experience then nurturing is a good good way to go so nurturing a gesture of self-compassion a gesture of self-care self-love and i will guide a little meditation now in the beginning just uh, for you to arrive and connect with your body with a breath and then I will talk a little and then after the break I will lead a meditation on the RAIN model. As I said before, if you have questions, you can interrupt me and unmute yourself. Might be a bit difficult in this crowd. Uh, but uh, it's also a kind of a gesture of generosity and also you know sometimes it makes sense to go to the places which scare you, you know, otherwise you will end up in your bed if you don't go to the places which scare you and also uh, you can uh, write the question on the chat and Daniel will uh, then read them to me and after the break, we will have a break around eight o'clock. Uh, I will also give some space for particular for questions. Uh, if I say something stupid, then please correct me. It's almost impossible to talk for two hours without saying something stupid, something uh, which pushes your buttons. So it's good then to let it out so that you don't leave these meetings in a more mis miserable state than you entered it. That, that's not the idea. So the idea of this meeting is that you leave this meeting feeling a bit lighter, a bit more connected, a bit more in your body, and a bit, bit more in touch with that which is bigger than you. Yeah, so let's um, sit quietly together as many of you have done with me for many years. So you allow your body to remember the mighty silence which arises when we sit quietly together in the spirit of compassion protected by the teachings of the Buddha. And you can uh, sit with open eyes and you keep your eyes 
relaxed, the gaze is relaxed without looking at something or you can close your eyes. And just notice what happens when you notice the inner weather, what you bring with you into this moment. A gentle shift from the head into the body, from the doing mode into the being mode. And you make contact with the most important friend, and that's yourself. And you can start with a little body scan, kind of, you know, even down into your feet and noticing your whole posture, appreciating how the floor or the cushion or where, wherever you sit on your chair is carrying you. And it might be helpful to Put your attention lightly on the breath. So which, which e with each in-breath, you slide into the body. You can do it also a bit more forceful for a few breaths. And then with the out-breath, softening, relaxing, giving space letting go of the control freak, letting go of the meditator. And just being here, present moment awareness. And of course, there's thoughts, it's no problem, there's space enough. But just give up your trust into your thinking. You know, give up thinking. It's, it's happening like a news channel in the other room, which doesn't bother you and you're not interested because there's no news there, really. It's not a trustworthy partner for being here. with the in-breath sliding or dropping into the trunk of your body. And with the out-breath softening the belly, the solar plexus and the shoulders. And imagine that your breath and your awareness are like a hug. So you hug yourself. You hug your inner life, you embrace your inner life as it is. Nothing is excluded. And you can appreciate that we are doing this gesture together. 
that we are meeting not your inner life, but our inner life, the shared inner life of the human brother and sisterhood. And for sure, right now, there's many other people who are in the presence of the divine, who are sliding into present moment awareness, just like us. So we are not alone. And then when you find yourself entangled into the stream of thinking, if you emphasize it too much, just slide back with the, with the in-breath into your hands, into your belly, breathing into what is there. Maybe you notice some tension. And if not, then just enjoy a tension-free space. And then with the out breath, softening even more as if the cells of your body are slowly opening, softening. Give up thinking. Unhook from thinking. and appreciate this moment of aliveness. Breathing, being aware, and being connected. returning and resting. Give yourself the permission to do nothing. Just being here with us, with me, with his voice. There's nothing you need to figure out. There's nothing you can do wrong or right right now. Just being here is enough. Just being alive is enough. Forget yourself. Returning, resting, 
Allow yourself to find a place of rest in the midst of your experience or gravitating to stillness or space or peace. And nothing needs to change for that. It's like finding the eye of the storm. And then for those of you who have a connection with uh, the Tibetan tradition or with the Buddhist tradition or the Christian tradition or whatever lineage we can call upon our mentors, our teachers, our masters, lamas and gurus, And they surround us with their presence, with their loving gaze, with their warmth. And allow yourself to bathe in the loving gaze, which is your own innate essence love. And whatever arises within you, pleasant or unpleasant thoughts and so on, comes and goes within the loving gaze, within compassionate presence, within awake space. And you might be able to appreciate that even if there's a lot of movements within the content of your experience, that there's also the background or that there's something bigger, that there's a depth where you can find some rest and where you can't find yourself. where we are one. And returning to whatever rises, welcoming and embracing, combined with the in-breath and awareness, and then softening into the presence of essence love, surrounding you, pervading you, 
like the sun, like the sky, like the depth of the ocean. Let it be okay. And that's why we're here tonight to remind each other of essence love, of present moment awareness, of interconnectedness. And that uh, the mini me, the mini I doesn't matter. Not really. And connecting with or dissolving, shifting into essence love is our gift uh, to this time, is our contribution to kindness in our surroundings. So we are here for our own benefit, but also even more so for the benefit of the people around us who are scared and who are identified with the mini me, with the mini I. So we are here mainly for them. We are here because it is time to awake to who you really are. So, and then if you have your eyes closed, if you open them, See if you can stay connected with the felt sense in your body. So just bring yourself along as you are. You're welcome. We don't need to pretend. We're just human beings with feelings connecting with each other. And then when you look at the others, you know, see if you can look through the 
surface into where we are connected, where we are not separated, and where we know that it's uh, it's about love. That's the most important thing. That's why we are here. That's the mission statement of this life, to be a love machine. So whatever happens in our life, in our inner life or so-called outer life, which is in a way also our inner life, um, we can always ask, how can I love this more? How can I love this a little bit, a tiny little baby step more? This person, this feeling, this situation, this loss, this insecurity, this fear, this joy, this beauty, how can, how can I love it more? And whatever arises, love that. And here love doesn't mean you know, that we have an amazing positive feeling. It just means, needs, mean, means to be present. Present moment awareness. That's what love means. It has nothing to do with positive feelings. It's more profound than positive feelings. Positive feelings are really overrated. They will come and go. If we take refuge into positive feelings, we are doomed. So we take refuge into that which is aware of difficult feelings and so-called positive feelings. That which is aware, that is in the nature of love. And it is transpersonal. It is um, centerless, timeless, boundaryless. It neither feels good nor bad. But it's not like nothing. It's full, it's joy, it's creativity, it's aliveness. And we need, we don't need to do anything to get there. It's this. Nothing needs to be added to this moment, nothing needs to be taken away. And actually it's impossible to take away or to add something to this. It is what it is and it can't be different. You are already home. You never left it. 
if you're on the path and you're going to die soon, that's not so good. So let's try not to be on a path, you know? So it's not easier in one week or two years or 10 years. So this is it. This is the one. I mean, there's only one one. And that will be the same in a year or 10 years. You are already it. So the RAIN model, a bit of doing maybe, because um, you know, it's quite difficult to just relax into what I just said before. So you know, if there's still some kind of spiritual practitioner left in you, then it's good to have a kind of a bit of a bit of a steps, you know, a bit something which apparently we could do. And that's fine, it's precious, if it helps. So the first, uh, the recognition. So the recognition is um, slowing down and noticing what is happening. And touching what is happening, holding what is happening. So you can do this right now. You know? So what is, how is your inner weather? What is your mood? What is happening in your body? What is happening around you? So just noticing. And uh, you know, we have the tendency of denying. We have the tendency of pretending. We have the tendency of uh, trying to escape. So this uh, recognition is a counter-instinctual. So it's not what our instinct uh, tells us. You know, our instinct tells us to run, to entertain ourselves, to blame, to judge. So that is often the initial response to the present moment. And with recognition, we just do the opposite. We slow down and go towards and embrace and notice what is happening. And sometimes it's helpful to give it a label, you know, particularly if you're in communication with another person and also to yourself. So like just noticing, yeah, wow, this is a difficult moment for me. Yeah. You know, doing the self-compassion mudra. Oh, this is a good mo this is a difficult moment for me. So that is recognition. Uh, it's also good uh, to go uh, deeper than the labels. Yeah? So to recognize what is here without stories. Yeah? Just noticing, ah, the, you know, noticing the tension in your body, the discomfort in your belly. Now, fear is sometimes connected with a solar plexus, so you know maybe you can notice some 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 tension in the solar plexus. So that is recognizing.
and uh, so that is a, a movement, a gesture, in, and in a gesture we can do at any time. You know, so using our, our capacity of introspection. And it's uh, try to be honest, at least to yourself. Since we are social beings, even if you feel quite fine, you know, like the introverts, they have a good time right now. The people who are isolated anyway and have a, a no friends and no job, I mean, they're used to this, yeah? So they are self-isolating since some time. But even if you're fine right now, since we are social beings, I mean, it, I can't imagine that it is impossible to completely disconnect from the insecurity and the fear around you. So there is probably something there in your energy. So then the second step is um, acceptance, allowing, I, I like more allowing because accepting, uh, you know, sounds a little bit as if you need to do something like, oh, I need to accept this, you know, so can create a bit of a pressure, like, uh, so allowing, so that's more the allowing of the sky which is not something the sky does because it's already happened. It has already happened. The allowing has already happened. So the, the sky is not like, okay, there's a cloud and then the sky thinks, oh, do I accept this cloud or not? Yeah. Within the rising of the clouds, there is already the allowing. So the same here. The allowing has already happened. It's not something we need to add. And this allowed, allowing is very radical. So it also allows the not allowing. So if, if, you, if you notice a, a movement of resistance or, oh, I, I, I notice that I don't allow this. I should be better in allowing. I should be better in accepting then you cut through the whole story by just allowing that, by just noticing that. So it is uh, finding and relaxing and softening into a yes. And that yes is already there. It just needs to be discovered. So it's not like you need to say yes. The yes is already said. It's already there. It's just noticing the yes. This moment is already what it is. And then, you know, with your little voice, you say yes or no. <laughs> so it is uh, noticing that this moment is already what it is. Yes. 
Yes, and sometimes, you know, if you benefit from kind of verbalizing a yes or you know, ver verbalizing a kind of Christian, I consent, yeah, or this is what it is. So then you can you can write on some symbols or prayers or instructions uh, into that which already has happened. Yes, I consent. This is what it is. This is what I feel. This is what is happening. And uh, deeper this sliding can happen, more, uh, less you will suffer because suffering comes from resisting. So more you can soften into a yes, a yes which already has happened, less you will suffer, less you will struggle. Try it out. Say no. I don't want this, it should be different. I should have different feelings. My partner should behave differently. People around me should behave differently. I should have different feelings. I should have different thought and I should have a different haircut. Different age, different gender, different job, different place to live in. So you try that. And then you try, yes, this is how it is. Here I am, I have everything I need. It can't be different than it is. This is one. And then you notice what happens. And if there's a little relief, if there's a little a little more space, then it's worth doing. So it's good not to aim for perfect peace. Aim for 5% more peace. I actually, that it is, that's basically it, I mean, you know, recognizing and, and allowing. Um, not as a practice, more as a discovery that it is already happening because you recognize already what is happening. Yeah? You already recognize perfectly what is happening right now. You are already perfectly awake, perfectly aware. And also it is what it is. It is already what it is. So recognizing and accepting is more a confirmation of what is already happening in this moment. It's not something we need to add or practice. It is already like that. This moment is already recognized and is already allowed. Not by you. Yeah, I mean, you hear the mini eye but from that which is bigger than you, that which is aware, that which is awake, 
So then the investigation, Vipassana uh, inside, uh, where we move closer, we look deeper with curiosity. We drop the names. So we go into the chi, prana, lung level, the vibrational level of our experience, particularly if the content of our experience is quite tense. Yeah? If there's a lot of uh, contraction, so then, then instead of following the instinct, which says, don't look at it, uh, I'm afraid of my inner life, I shouldn't feel like that, we, we move a bit closer with curiosity, with uh, uh, with um, tenderness, with gentleness, maybe combined with the in-breath, like well, in and out breath. So like breathing in and breathing out into the contraction, into the solar plexus, into the belly, so whatever it is. And then noticing two things. The first one is the non-static nature, the vibrational characteristic of the possible apparent difficult emotion. So we notice, wow, it's changing, it's moving. Why in the present moment, but also we can bring a bit of a, the conceptual idea into it that it will pass, it's the weather. And you are not the weather. You are the sky, and the weather is changing, as always, and it will continue to change. Even for a fully awakened person, the weather will change. There will be bad hair days and good hair days forever. So if you are on the path of trying to have only good hair days, Wow, that's, uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> At one point you, you are going to give it up because uh, after countless decades, at countless millions of years of trying to have good hair days, I mean, everyone gives up at one point. Why not now? Just now. And so that's the first, you know, the the insight into um, impermanence. It's called. So it's getting down into the vibrational level of your emotional life. You know, have having these moments where you really are in touch with how you feel without any projection, without any label. And there's some questions you know, which can help us like, so where is it in my body? What's the quality of the sensations? Is there color? Why is it difficult to be with this? Why is it difficult to be with something which is called grief or fear? 
What is it? Why is it difficult? Is it pain? Is it harmful? Is it harmful to be to have feelings? Why am I afraid to feel this? What is it? If I look through my projections, if I look through my labels into what is, so you 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 look through your projection into reality, into what is. And then you can wonder why try why do I try to avoid this expression of aliveness? Why do I try to avoid this expression of oneness? So it's a bit like uh, looking closer at a rainbow and um, finding that a rainbow is vividly appearing, but if you look closer, you don't find really something there. It's all—it's like it's—it's uh, it's overrated. It's like made more solid than it is in in our fantasy, in in our projections. So, and then the last is uh, the non-identification. That's the wisdom. So it starts with the third. The third step, you know, that's the wisdom, the wisdom part. And here we can go into two directions. So if the non-identification is difficult or is kind of not reachable because we are so entangled, we take it so serious, oh, it's happening to me, oh God, oh God, I have a difficult feelings, that's that. Must this must be? I'm I, oh God! I, I, I'm losing my job. I'm losing my health. It's also horrible, and it's about me. And what about me? Yeah. So that's what you know. That's how we entangle ourselves with the content of our experience. And this is what is happening. You know. I mean, probably for most of us, uh, it's even if we have had awakening experience. You know, we we still have the tendency to be swept away by the river of the content of our experience. So then there's nurturing, yeah. So uh, if we start with that, so nurturing, high it means. Um, what do you need? Is there something you can give to yourself? Yeah. So the the self-compassion mudra. Uh, so. How can you take care of yourself? How can you feed that little scared girl, that little scared boy? Um, does she need a piece of cake or a Netflix, a Netflix movie or a glass of wine? Does she need a, a, a walk? Yeah. Dancing. Does she need massages? Maybe, maybe you you live with other people, so mass, massage is the best. But you know, you can also touch yourself. So move the body, do exercise, go out, look at something nice, play music. What, what is it? Uh, you know, what is it which brings some joy? Play a computer game. You know. 
or something which is nurturing you. And um, yeah, some things, uh, you know, like a bag of uh, potato chips uh, might be not the best choice, you know, but you know, sometimes that's fine. If it's really coming from a, from a nurturing point of view, like as if you, you know, you give your children a piece of chocolate or something like that. So you do that to yourself. You look upon yourself like a good mother, like a good father. And what, what does she need to feel, to feel more safe or uh, health? Some of you might have more time, so you might have, you might have, you might pick up your musical instrument or your writing or something, something you you used to enjoy, and you drop because there's so many difficult things to do, like meditating <laughs> or <laughs> reading some spiritual books. So here, the nurturing, uh, you know, those of you who don't know the work of Christy Neff, you could look into that. You know? So she has like self-care exercises and guided meditations. It's a skill. And those of you who have already worked on that skill, you are in a good place. You know, because you, you don't feel guilty uh, while taking care of yourself while giving yourself a good time, while holding yourself and giving yourself a massage. You, you have done it. So it's a skill which is already in your, in your toolbox, toolbox. So, and then the last, and then we have a short break. So uh, we will have about 15 minutes break. Um, and then uh, if you have questions, just write them in the chat. Yeah? So you can make comments and point out the stupid things I say so I can grow my capacities. Uh, and um, so the, the last is a non-identification. So that's, I mean, obviously that's the key. No? That would be called the direct realization of emptiness. And it is, um, so in the Mayana tradition, we talk about the twofold emptiness. So we uh, bring this in, in investigation into two directions. The first one is the one who has a problem, the I, the imagined I, the kind of the, the center, from where you apparently look from, kind of maybe located somewhere behind your eyes or sometimes in the solar plexus or sometimes in the heart. So there is illusion that there is like an owner or a controller or a victim uh, somewhere in your body-mind body complex, in this open system of your body-mind complex. 
there is a there is an apparent center, you know. And so in the non-identification, we look for that appearance center and we don't find it. So that's the one that's one of the directions. So we look, we look for the one who has difficult feelings. We look for the one who makes decisions. We look for the one who who has thoughts, who experiences thoughts, who experience who is experiencing the feelings. And uh, and you don't find that obviously, yeah, because there's nobody in here. Um, and then you rest in that non-finding. And the other direction is to look into the content, into the objects. So like a difficult emotion or uh, whatever arises. So you look into that and the same happens. Closer you get, less you find. Like closer you get to the rainbow, less you find. So it's the same. Yeah, so you deconstruct this idea that something, that things exist out of themselves, out there, waiting for you to be seen, waiting for you to be discovered. And so you look for these things and you don't find them. So it's not that you find nothing, uh, but uh, you don't find something. Yeah? So, it's uh, it's undescribable, ungraspable. You can't say anything about it. So it's not like a nihilistic void, but uh, you don't find uh, something solid, something real. You find aliveness, you find openness, you find oneness, you find spacious aliveness. which has no boundaries, which has no center. You find love. I mean, that's another word for essence love, which is not a feeling because feelings come and go. Uh, a kind of a shortcut into this, which is not like a, a, a statement of truth. It's just a, like a, a method and that is uh, from the Buddha, from one of the sutras, uh, which is um, to look at uh, to look at your the stream of your experience. So there's thoughts, there's feelings, there's sounds, and you 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 bring into that looking, this is not me, this is not mine. It's not me, it's not mine. So this is not like the whole story. It, it's just a provisional placebo, yeah? But uh, it can help us to step a bit out of the, oh, it's me, it's mine. It's my problem, it's my feeling, it's me. Yeah. So to kind of balance that extreme, the, the practice uh, from the Buddha is to 
play with, oh, this is not me, this is not mine. Okay, so if you have some question, uh, you can write something and I see you back in 15 minutes. Take a break, do what you need to do to nurture yourself. So we will start with the meditation and I will uh, lead you to the RAIN model. I'm just follow along, notice what happens. So the recognition, allowing, investigation and non-identification. So that will be the steps. If you have some questions, you can uh, write them down in your chat in, in the chat. But also after the meditation, uh, if there's some question you can just ask. So we take a few moments to adjust your posture, not too stiff, neither too sloppy. If you want to close your eyes, you can close your eyes. If you keep your eyes open, keep them relaxed without looking at something particular. Or shifting into present moment awareness. How do you feel? What do you bring with you into this moment? Maybe you'll notice a difference to how you felt an hour ago when you joined the call. Lightly, lightly uh, putting your awareness, your attention to the breath. Maybe you want to take a few deeper in and out breaths. And just appreciating aliveness, just appreciating that you can breathe, that you are aware, that you are here. Shifting from the head into the body, from the doing into the present moment, the being. And we can appreciate that in this moment you, you have everything you need. There's nothing to do, nothing you need to add or take away. There's nothing being asked of you. It's good enough.
and give space to your thoughts, to the inner dialogue and the mental images. But don't put your trust into them. Don't emphasize them. That's the invitation. So you feel your hands, your belly, solar plexus. Maybe you can soften a bit in the shoulders, in the belly, in the face. And again, we remember we're doing this together. We are meeting the same aliveness, not only in this group, but also the countless other people who are now just like us sitting in the presence of the divine. We can remember the presence of the Buddha not as an outside being, but as the Buddha within, the Buddha, the awakened state within. So, and then the first is recognizing, recognition. So what is the inner weather like? What is there for you? And in the beginning, you might want to put a word onto it. And this could be like peace or sadness or fear or I don't know. So notice, recognize what wants come what wants to come to the foreground right now. And uh, touching it softly, holding it gently with awareness and breath. Breathing into, welcoming the guests, the guests in the guest house of your body. Maybe you're tired, maybe you're excited, maybe you're a bit anxious, you know, doesn't matter what the guests are, so we recognize them. Trying to be a gracious host to the guests of this moment. And then, allowing. So it might be necessary for you to say uh, like a yes, oh, this is how it is, yes. Embracing what is like a child, 
taking a child into your arms. I consent. This is how it is. This is how I feel. Yes. How deep is your yes? Can you make it a bit deeper? Being the sky, which is giving space to clouds and thunderstorms and birds and warplanes. And this yes is so radical, it also says yes to the no. It says yes to resistance. It says yes to wanting things to be different than they are. Yes, this is this. This is this present moment. It is what it is. Yes. Let it be okay as best as you can. Breathing into, softening. Recognizing, allowing, neither adding nor taking away. It's okay. You are okay. There's nothing wrong with you. And returning, if you get carried away by the inner dialogue, returning to your belly, to your hands, to your posture, to your breath. And appreciating that the yes has already happened. This is this is it, this is what is. You are the sky, not the weather. Your awareness, not that which is appearing in awareness. And then the investigation, so looking deeper. So if there's something moving, move closer, look at it, feel into it, breathe into it. Where does it sit in your body? What's the quality of the energy 
And what is it without words? Does it change? Does it stay the same? Move closer. Breathe into it. What's the problem? Why is it difficult to be with this? And if it's something comfortable, just increase it, soak it in, enjoy. Drop down into the vibration now, aliveness, the chi, the prana level. It's all energy. Your body is energy. Your feelings are energy. The thoughts are energy. It's all energy. Doesn't mean anything. Yes, and if you get caught into the thinking, no problem. It's also coming and going. It's nothing. Everything is coming and going, like clouds, like waves, like rainbows, vividly appearing, but having no substance. It shall pass, it will pass, it's passing right now. And we're looking at the same, and we're feeling the same. Breathing into, embracing, softening. And then the non-identification. It's not me, it's not mine. 
just play with dropping the word me and mine. Take away the label me and mine. And when you take the, away the label me and mine, you might notice that that which is watching, that which is feeling, that which is aware, it's not you. It's not coming from some place. It's vividly aware, it's awake, but it's not you. It's aware of you. It's aware of the shape of your body. It's aware of your name. It's aware of your gender. It's aware of your problems. It's aware of your feelings. It's aware of these sounds. It's aware of this voice. But it's not you. It's awake. It's aware. Timeless and transpersonal. Consciousness itself. Awareness itself. It's aware of the little I, the little me. It's aware of all the contractions. It's bigger than you. It's aware of the room you sit in, of this meeting, of all the thoughts you have. But it's bigger than all of it. And everything else comes and goes, like rainbows, like a river flowing. And you're that which is outside of the river, looking and loving. Essence love. Non-identification, stepping out without losing the content, just being aware. There might be even a sense that everything is awareness, even that which moves. Awareness and what you're aware of are happening in the same place. It's not two things, awareness and what you're aware of, it's one thing. That which is moving is in the nature of awareness. It's consciousness. We can now again open our awareness to all the people right now who are in the presence of the divine, 
were praying for us in celebration and in despair. You're never alone in present moment awareness. Separation is an illusion. So and whatever arises, um, pleasant, unpleasant thoughts, feelings, sensations, just comes and goes. Everything happens by itself. It does not need you. It is what it is. Like the ocean and the waves, they come and go. Just relax, just let it happen. There's no way you need to go. There's nothing you need to understand. This is it. This is fulfillment. And there's nobody there who could be fulfilled. Nothing is really happening. You are love, always. Yes, and then we slowly open your eyes and if you start to look around and you look at the screen and uh, quite often then it collapses again because you know in the visual experience there's often a sense of I'm the one who's looking but uh, the visual, the mental image uh, is the same. It vividly appears, but it's like a dream. It appears that you look and that you kind of sit maybe somewhere behind, but this is the same, uh, like my voice, like your thoughts, like your feelings, it comes and goes, but the in presence, That which is looking uh, now through our eyes, it's all the same. It's the same thing looking through our eyes. It's the same thing feeling through our hearts. It's the Buddha nature. It's consciousness. It's awareness. Awareness looking through different kinds of bodies. You're, you're always looking just at yourself. 
That's why it makes only sense to look after each other. The bad news is that the problems around you are your problems. The lack of toilet paper of your neighbor is your lack. Yes, um, Daniel, are there any questions? There is one question. Um, mm -hmm. It's a bit long, but I'll, uh, I'll just read it. I'm familiar with rain, but uh, thought for the first time tonight that actually to allow can be a way of nurturing. We mm -hmm. so often tell ourselves we shouldn't feel how we do. So allowing it to be what it is means listening to ourselves seriously which is nurturing yes mm. Mm. all right yeah so it is uh, um, actually in all the steps you can kind of combine everything else yeah? so that's right uh, still in that question there was a bit of um, i allow or i accept uh, so, so that's fine. Um, it's a provisional step, but there's nobody who could allow this. Who would allow this or not allow this? I mean, if if it would be possible to allow this or not to allow this, there would need to be some someone who makes a kind of decision. Oh, I don't allow this. Or I allow this, and you can't find that one. So, are there any other uh, questions? Maybe the person who asked this question is not satisfied with what I said. Stefan. Yeah, hi. <laughs> that was my question. Ah, so that I, was your question. Yeah, yeah it's I a good question. Before you mm. did the, I typed that up before you did the non-identification. I feel mm. like it seems like two really different models, actually. If you go for nurture, then it still keeps it within the frame of that mm. art. Mm -hmm. But it also seems to me it's really important in a way to to do that otherwise I felt like I run the risk of that the non-identification becomes a way of not engaging not mm. not actually mm. recognizing or you that you somehow yes can uh, it's like zoning out no I'm not really feeling that there's no me there's nothing mm. to feel mm. so yes. it, I felt for the first time tonight like there's two really different processes depending mm. in whether you're going for nurture or meditation mm. that was very different experience than when you led the meditation just now then i felt it really expanded the framework for the whole yeah thing. yes 
Yeah. Yeah, it makes really sense to uh, keep these steps uh, and uh, it's, this is one of the big traps in meditation practice in Vipassana practice or emptiness teachings is uh, that uh, it's uh, the transcending but not the including. So, so and that's why it makes sense uh, to go through these steps uh, yeah and and the nurturing so so important because otherwise we will just try through our meditation to escape our feelings just to do the transcend but not the include yeah this is i mean this is what people do so much and i mean that's what we do and it, I mean, it's understandable that we don't want to feel how we feel. We don't want to feel the feelings. And then we do some yoga, some breathing, some energy work, uh, some vipassana meditation, some emptiness reflection. And all of that is just like trying to not feel what we feel. So instead of using Karlsberg and Tuborg, we use meditation to not feel what we feel. Um, I'm live streaming. Is there another question, Daniel? There's some. No, there's just someone who oh, had okay. the session early. Okay, okay. Um, but I was wondering one thing maybe that you could uh, touch upon with, with this um, non identification. Could there be a tendency of kind of a dissociation process where, I mean, if you take it to the extreme, you mm. have problems uh, functioning in, in society, I think, if you mm. kind of misinterpreted it, or uh, how, how would you kind of relate to that? Yeah, it's the same, you know, so it's the same kind of uh, direction one might go with spirituality. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's what, what we instinctively do. Mm. So that's why it's so important that we seek out uh, teachings and instructions which uh, uh, bring us back into the body, into how we feel and what is happening. N not kind of wishy-washy, transcendent, going to the light, uh, opening the heart kind of stuff, you know. But uh, down to earth, Buddhist, towards human condition, towards human feelings, teachings. And uh, the other stuff will never work. So, uh, and it's understandable that we try to do it, but it will not work. And it's. Um, it's a kind of, it's a waste of time to try to do that. Understandable, but still it's a waste of time. Nothing in your inner life will be healed by ignoring it, by trying to positive thinking it away, or by trying to breathe it away. Nothing 
will be healed through that. And uh, you have to address it later then. So in the Buddhist teachings, there's a bit of a warning to teach uh, the fourth step uh, to unprepared people. Yeah, so that's why the emptiness teachings within the Buddhist teachings, they are always embedded into the foundational teachings. Uh, Jens had a question. I don't know if mm. Jens, are you able to unmute yourself? Yes, thanks, uh, Daniel. And thanks. Yes. Uh, Hi. Hey, good to see you. Are you in uh, Copenhagen? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, Stefan, I was wondering do you have to choose between nurture and non identification? Mm. I mean, you know, we shouldn't be limited because there's only one N in rain. Uh, mm. To me, in the nurturing, it actually opens up for non-identification. Mm, yeah. So actually, I have two ends, you know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's a, I, I think that's, that's correct, yes. Um, it's actually good um, if the, already the investigation is in the spirit of nurturing so that, that we don't, practice mindfulness but heartfulness so that that in the even in I, I mean already in the recognizing and in the accepting and in the investigation if there's uh, the gentleness that there's a tenderness uh, that it is a loving gaze which you investigate yeah uh, but sometimes that's very difficult for people so uh, you know when when I say uh, loving awareness or tender awareness. Sometimes people feel a pressure there uh, of, you know, as if they need to bring some heart warmth into it uh, and then it becomes a struggle. So for some people, it's helpful in the beginning to hear, just be aware, just notice, just recognize because this kind of words, compassion and love puts too much pressure. But um, it is a discovery at one point that that which is looking is actually nurturing. It is in the nature of love. But here, when I say in the nature of love, it has nothing to do with feeling in love or feeling like, wow, my heart is opening or something. It has nothing to do with, with that. So there should be a bit of another word there. Sometimes I use essence love yeah, to kind of, mm, strip it down. So according to the Mahayana teachings, that is a quality of that which is aware. It's a quality of awareness. Uh, and it's, a, it's always too much to put a word on it. But nurturing would be one word. This universe in its core is nurturing. It's in the nature of love. But again, forget the words. Uh, Stefan, another There's actually a few questions coming in mm. now. Um, how to not lose this open space of non-identity in relation to others? 
especially people who think this is bullshit. I guess in reference to this meditation mm. uh, practice. Uh, can, can you read it again? How? How not to lose this open space of non-identity in relation to others, yeah. especially people who yeah. think this is bullshit. You are going to lose it. Are you losing it now? This is the moment, not tomorrow when you might lose it or yesterday when you lose it. Is it here now? This is all we have. And the best preparation for losing it or not losing it tomorrow is here, this moment. This is all we have. Everything else is fantasy. The moment tomorrow where you might lose it or the moment yesterday where you lost it is a fantasy. This is all there is. And then apparently we might lose it. So you need to come back. <laughs> you need to come back here. Yeah. So that's how we become more familiar with uh, present moment awareness and accept the way uh, we do it now. And there's nothing, you know, since there's nothing there you could carry into tomorrow because, you know, tomorrow is not there and there's nothing there which you need to carry because if there's a tomorrow, it, it's already there, then uh, it will be there. So it doesn't make sense to kind of make a plan or how can I carry that into, into tomorrow right, towards other people. And then in relationship, uh, hmm. I forgot the question again. Uh, just one second. How yeah. not to lose this open space of non-identity in relation to others? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's the, the the relation to others. It's an inner experience. Yeah. So other people, how other people feel, this is uh, this is an inner experience. So you have always only the inner experience, and an inner experience is an experience within consciousness. It's in the nature of consciousness. Uh, it's a wave coming out of the ocean. It remains water while it is a wave, and it dissolves back into the ocean. And we familize ourselves with being the ocean. And how do we familize ourselves with being the ocean is being here right now. That's it. And then tomorrow we do the same. And we trust our homing instinct. Okay, is there another question? Yeah, there's two more. Uh, can it also be that the non-identification also takes time, maybe until next day even? Yes. Um, 
uh, part of the non-identification is a bit of uh, rational intellectual reflection and analytical meditation. So uh, that is for most of us important so that we go through the analytical rational uh, instructions within the Tibetan Buddhist tradition and really searching for the for the eye, uh, you know, so so there is there is a, a and uh, the rational analytical approach to this can already give some relief, yeah. So and those who are not so much into spiritual stuff, you know, you go into quantum physics, you go into neuropsychology, uh, so so that also your rational mind uh, understands this message that there is no center. This moment is not happening to someone. It is like that. <laughs> it is really like that. <laughs> and and you need to use philosophy, you need to use science, you need to use different traditions to just see it. It's obvious. It's so simple. It's not. A, it's not a mystery. It's not like blah 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 blah. It, it is like that. Uh, so and that might take time. Yeah. So that, that that might might take time. And the other thing in this is, even if you have understood it on the rational. Uh, and I mean, we all have heard it, you know, from this teacher and that teacher and neuroscience and quantum physics. I mean, they all say the same. I mean, there's there's one truth. There is no I, that's the truth. And everyone who honestly and passionately looks into this moment will come to that conclusion. But then, because we are so uh, familiar to that sense of I and the identification with that sense of I, it might take a few years of doing this again and again and reminding and looking. I mean, there's a few people who kind of, you know, you, who kind of boom, yeah? But uh, for most people, it is, it is a, a process. So in the meantime, it's helpful to have some kind of provisional placebos into your in in your school in 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 your toolbox, like self compassion and breathing meditation and you know, tonglen and, and and all this uh, provisional placebos, which is not what the Buddha really means. It's just uh, it's just out of kindness he he gives confused people some some placebos, uh, but they are very precious, and that's where most of us, including myself, we need to use these methods to uh, create a, a space where we can see emptiness again and again and again and again. And according to the Mayana tradition, the awakening map of the one Mayana tradition, this has to, has to be done uh, for a long time to really undermine that uh, identification with the illusion the eye. Yeah. And then we have, uh, do we have time for one more question? Yeah, let's uh, over 
overextend a little, yeah. Why is it so instinctive for us to escape our feelings and immediate experiences according mm. to the spiritual teachings? Yeah, so the Mayana tradition says it's, in, uh, it's um, something we are born with. But on top of that, we are living in a culture, in an emotion phobic culture. So there's the innate uh, contraction. So it's an innate contraction towards freedom. It's an innate contraction towards the light we are. Because also, you need to change your life then. And the little eye doesn't want to do that. Yeah. So with, with the insight into reality comes a responsibility, yeah? altruistic, universal responsibility. And the little eye doesn't want to do that. So it will always shy away. Also, the little eye lives from staying contracted and making drama and, and uh, bowing down to the mantra, what about me? Uh, because that's how it lives. So it it uh, it knows that this will be the end. Uh, so there is, uh, according to the Mayana tradition, is it's it's an inborn instinct. So the the stream of consciousness which embodied into this life brought it into this life. But then, unfortunately, we live in a culture where that tendency is is supported. Yeah? because we are supposed to go shopping. So if, if you are satisfied, then you don't go shopping. So we, we are supposed to go shopping, so we should be dissatisfied and scared and afraid and self-centered and addicted to what other people think about us. So, but, but there is that innate, innate part. And the Buddhist, the Buddhist view um, gets away with saying there's no beginning to that. It has been like this since beginningless time. So it's, there's no original reason for self for self-centeredness to arise. The moment of self-centeredness which we experience right now comes from the moment of self-centeredness before, one month ago, one year ago, 10 years ago, 10 million years ago, and so on and so on. So there was no original reason for that. Why? I have no idea why it is like that. That's a question the Buddha didn't answer. Okay, it was really great to connect with all of you. So we dedicate uh, the, I don't know, merit is such a stupid word. Uh, we dedicate the, the goodness uh, of this meeting uh, to all of us and the people around us and to all beings, including the pigs in Denmark. And all other living, feeling beings.
and the unknown bodhisattvas, the nurses and doctors and people working in their shops and and so on. So I will um, upload this video in uh, in one group, uh, which is called Beyond Mindfulness. So you can join that. If you have further questions, uh, you can um, you can also ask there. It's called Beyond Mindfulness. And then we can stay connected through the Beyond Mindfulness uh, Facebook group. And if you want to uh, join other meetings, you, you can sign up. I guess now it's kind of more clear. And yeah, let's see how long how long we can we will continue this. Uh, I will try to keep alive. Uh, I guess after summer, we might be able to meet in person again in uh, in Copenhagen and in Malmo and Austria, Switzerland, uh, all the places where I teach. Okay, thank you very much. I really appreciate that you took the time and that you listened to my outburst. I hope you got something from it. If not, just don't come back. <laughs> try to get it somewhere else. Yeah. But try to get it. Yeah. Okay, see you.